0: previously on my best friend's journal uh, we've been dog sitting for Michaela's parents fluffy little ragamuffin dog her name is chewy she's so freaking cute she's just like she's the perfect little comfort dog i'm the youngest child and i was the first one to remove all of my things from that house there is not a stitch of my childhood in there adjusting to being home and
1: figuring out what's next
0: there's a weird transition period anytime i go home after a contract it's like strange to be in my childhood home with no plan of the future
1: Got an apartment. Rachel's place on South Street in Philly, where you're going yeah, next. Yeah, okay. I
0: love this apartment.
1: I hop in Starbucks with Vanessa.
0: Vanessa, hi, Vanessa. You Haven't talked to her since
1: episode like three or something. Since She's real. You left, yeah. Okay, your fake friend. <laughs> Did you ever put any household items up your butt as a young baby? Like uh, hairbrush. hairbrush? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like baby's first butt plug. A starter dild. Five years ago he got a book To hold my private thoughts And now we're gonna take a peek Grab a drink! Or smoke some pot Your private thoughts let aloud How does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote This shit might get too real Nothing here is sacred I'm haunted by my past it's called my best friend's journal. Let's start this damn podcast. Let's sing this name a little longer first. It's someone's favorite, favorite podcast. podcast. Yes, and the world's greatest podcast. Figurehead. <laughs> Oprah's favorite podcast. Oh, <sighs> 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 okay. Hi.
0: We recording? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I'm exhausted.
1: <laughs> Welcome Thanks. to my best friend's journal. I'm Cam. Uh, I'm here. What's my name? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mike. It's 9 a.m. on a Monday, and we've already had a morning. Mike, what's going on?
0: Um, I have the dog I'm watching right now, Chewy, who we've mentioned before. A little ragamuffin, my Michaela. Now we know her. We've heard her. Uh-huh. Uh, her mom's dog. So she's in LA because I'm dog-sitting, and you have your own two rambunctious pups, And the first thing Chewy does is roll around in no less than a hundred (laughs)
1: burrs. She got out of the car and I didn't even know we had burrs in this neighborhood and she is curly fine haired dog and she got covered. So we just spent half an hour. Literally. (laughs) I almost called you Peter. Uh, Mike asked for a rubber glove because (laughs) Chewy had managed to get them all up in her bits and pieces.
0: Like full new meaning to the word rim job. <laughs>
1: you may not be a gold star gay
0: anymore. Oh, absolutely not. I just touched way more <laughs> vagina than I ever want to. So, does dog vagina count? I, I, I can't imagine that it does. I guess dog vulva didn't go up in it. Um, good, good, good. Yeah, it was a. Uh, she was, she was much more patient than I. She was like, "Go ahead, this is fine." I was like, "Bitch, it is not." <laughs> anyway, we've we've deburred her. All the dogs are calm, and we're here.
1: Ready to give you guys an episode. We sure are. And, and we should just say welcome, Chewy. Welcome, Chewy. We do love her. <laughs> to our recording studio. She's the quietest dog we've ever had in here. She's um, in the room. Can you believe it? Mm-hmm. Apologies in advance to any dog noises that happen during this episode, though, because there are three in this house and we just can't control them all at once. I don't know what you want from us. Five of you include us.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, how has watching Chewy been going? It's been
0: good. Uh, on the one hand... It's been nice to have company because both my roommates are gone and I've got no one around at the moment for like the last week or so. So it's been nice to come home to someone. On the other hand, I have realized that it is not just people. There is nobody I want to share my bed with. Um, (laughs) Chewy's been sleeping with me and she's a a pretty easy dog. But even her, the easiest of dogs, is too much. Every time she rattles around, she gets up and walks in the night and she barks and I'm up and worried about her. I can't get a restful night's sleep with sharing a bed
1: i do think that maybe you have an unrealistic expectation though because uh just i mean from my personal experience from the first i don't know month that peter and i were sleeping in the same bed did not sleep well um same with fergus and uh our, our boxer that's no longer with us Emmett, when he was a baby oh like my god you had three dogs all, oh yeah all that kind of stuff like your body uh, eventually adjusts to like familiar sounds and noises and things like that um i, I mean getting up and barking is always going to wake you up
0: does it bother you when peter does it when he gets up and barks
1: yeah uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's not usually great no but what i mean is that like you know peter's like you know noises and just like general presence in bed used to keep me awake i remember that really specifically like laying in bed like i really like this guy but listening to him snore is <laughs> <keeping> <laughs> me very much awake uh not anymore uh, my body now, my body, my mind, uh, whatever, my being just tunes out his.
0: The last time I felt like that was with B. Forever a guy was like sleepless for three solid months. I didn't sleep all summer because I was sleeping with him. And it was just, but it was a different problem. It wasn't that he was loud. I was just like, oh my God, I'm sleeping next to you. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> so disgusting. Didn't sleep. Three months. That's <laughs> where I developed the situation I'm dealing with now. <laughs>
1: Uh so no beings are welcome in your bed overnight as we no
0: beings, no.
1: Even <laughs> even easy ones. Uh well she's pretty easy here. She's nice and quiet, and we're gonna try to keep her that way. Um have you recovered from the weekend that was? I just told you I've barely slept. <laughs> I'm <laughs> exhausted.
0: Um we cam's referring to yet another Disney adventure we took.
1: We we did it. We went back to Disney. We are Those people that have been to Disneyland twice in one year. I I think I'm good for a while, to be honest. We're
0: good, and that's all you need to hear about it. Although we did do it differently this time. We
1: did. We did drugs.
0: But, uh, we had a little weed. It sounds like
1: we like, like we did heroin at Disney. Oh no, 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 we did not. Um, but yeah, we uh, we we decided to partake in some some legal in California cannabis, yeah, we
0: were popping edibles all day and drinking a ton. And we spent a solid fourteen hours there. and I'm just
1: like depleted. I know I uh, that was on Friday. And then on Saturday, I did not put clothes on until dinnertime. I mean, my like pleasure centers were just, depleted i couldn't really feel excited about it i like think i was just on a very i wasn't i wasn't unhappy no was just on like a low level of like i had spent all day just being like completely overstimulated we
0: maxed out <laughs> we
1: maxed out we had drink reservations the only time we could get a reservation in the new star wars part of uh disneyland was at like 11 in the morning mm-hmm. and so we already fucked <laughs> we had we had they had a two cocktail limit and it's known to be like the best drinks in disneyland so you better know that we had both cocktails per person and they're like boozy tiki cocktails <laughs> we were fucked up yeah
0: we were already peak edible there's a lot anyway yeah i'm i'm recovering now um slowly but surely
1: uh-huh the only other thing i'll say about disney is we had big plans since we were doing weed drugs to go <laughs> to it's a small world while we were high as kites because we thought that would be really fun and we didn't get around to it we were in the wrong place of the park at peak high and so at the end of the night when we were <laughs> completely sober and coming down hard we did it's a small world and there was nothing bleaker than <laughs> than going around that shitty old ride which is pretty much a A warehouse with like a drop ceiling and cardboard cutouts. I mean, it's not good. It's no, it's creepy too. It's the only reason
0: it's there is for nostalgia. People would freak out if anything happened. It's a small world. It it
1: is Disney, you know. People should freak out that it exists though, because it's problematic. Oh my god. It's like (laughs) there
0: are. 18 different versions of like the same white countries but then there's just like a very generic brown people room
1: (laughs) yeah there's i think there's two brown people no there's three there's one that's africa one that's like all of south and southeast asia and one that's south america but then we get like specific vignettes for like every western european country we're like i can't tell the difference when it in doll form between the swiss alps the italian alps and the german alps but you better know that we (laughs) have a bunch of like singing white people in the alps you better know you
0: better fucking know (laughs)
1: sorry i don't know what's wrong with me today um yeah
0: no we had full like scotland ireland northern ireland england wales were all their own like separate rooms uh-huh, but yes. then south america is one is one thing
1: um and the whole like generic india section Ooh, that's a lot of flying carpets <laughs> i don't think that's so much okay these days they were trying to brand it all to
0: like the only brown person they have had when they made that was aladdin mm-hmm. right so...
1: uh no 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 no. they made that in like the 60s uh and then they went back and put in disney characters the disney oh. Wo- apparently it's a small world in disney world does not have any of the characters but the one in disneyland does and they are the cheapest arts and crafts version of the characters too by the way there's i a,
0: seriously could have made them and there's like...
1: a woody from toy story that looks like someone made it like based on an hour and hobby lobby it looks like a like a, a nailed it challenge <laughs> hobby
0: lobby yikes i won't dive into that we all remember the anti-lgbt glory hole that they were
1: (laughs) (laughs) they still are (laughs) are
0: they're anti-gay and i'm anti them and to prove it we present our gayest moments of the week gay 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 so cam tell us what was your gayest moment
1: my gayest moment of the week was a little on the nose because it was, I mean, it wasn't gay sex, but it was about as gay as you can get without having a dick in your butt. <laughs> it was seeing Brandy Carlisle, Queen of the Lesbians. Your 18th time. Fourth. Thank you very much. At Disney Concert Hall. This is a very Disney-heavy intro. Mm-hmm. Perform Joni Mitchell's Blue Album, Top to Bottom. It was just a... Top and bottom. Stop it. <laughs> it was a, an iconic for the ages performance. It Yeah. Mind it, it was mind blowing. And we were surrounded by just the, the who's who of the gay Illuminati. <laughs> the gay mafia was all there. Um, Elton John was in the room sitting next to Joni, sitting next to Joni Mitchell. Uh, we saw Dan Levy, who we both are big fans of because I brushed his creak, shoulder. And did I, you? I did. I walked by and totally rubbernecked. I'm like, Oh, sorry, Peter, by the way, husband has had brunch next to him twice now and both times i've not been there huh. he's like texting me i'm sitting next to dan levy i'm like fuck off um, well
0: dan if you're listening and you want to come be on the show please please <laughs>
1: hello um we i mean kevin bacon was there that's not super gay but i mean he was cool. on an episode of will and grace
0: <laughs> but not he must be looking for things to do while his wife's in prison N-
1: okay i need you to know that <laughs>
0: Oh, that's William H Macy. Kevin Felicity. Bacon
1: is not married to Felicity Huffman. <laughs> oh no! You know what? And I should know better
0: because I served his wife, who is famous in her own her own right. Yeah, Kira correct? something. Kira something.
1: Guess not that famous. <laughs> Kira Knightley. Is he married to Kira Knightley? Oh, we're a fucking disaster. Yeah, <laughs> um, she's not that famous. How dare you? She's like on some forensic show or something. I'm gonna tell you, uh, Kira Sedgwick. Sedgwick. Yeah. Is so, Kevin Bacon married to his cousin? What? This is really going off the rails. Um, they're ninth cousins once removed. No, That's sorry, funny. we all are, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. They've been married for like thirty years. Sorry, Kira Sedgwick. Wh- who,
0: who has been married, Kevin and Kira Sedgwick? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Not, not, not William H. Not H. Macy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> how how did you conflate William H. Macy, who is. I mean, a treasure, but also like a, he looks like a (laughs) shriveled raisin of a man next to Kevin Bacon, who's like a sex symbol.
0: I think what happened was I aligned those two women more than I aligned. Okay. Kira Sedgwick and Felicity Huffman.
1: Really? Yeah. I don't know.
0: They're just middle-aged white women.
1: They are just (laughs) middle-aged white women. Rude. I mean, Felicity Huffman is a treasure. She, she fucked up with her $15,000 payment, but she is a treasure. She's a beautiful actress. I really don't know much about her. Were you not a Desperate Housewives fan? No. Never saw Transamerica?
0: No. Okay. I'll do right. Although, is that now problematic? Like Probably is
1: because it was a straight woman playing trans character. Um, better or worse
0: than a straight man playing a trans character? Same?
1: I have Same? to you're, say better. You think so? I don't know. If you're,
0: <laughs> you're cis playing trans is still. No,
1: yeah, no, you're right. It's. Uh, it, but for its time, it was groundbreaking because we the trans conversation hadn't really started yet. Yeah. In the mainstream, I should say. Makes sense. Yeah, it had started for trans people <laughs> since the <laughs> dawn of time. <laughs> Anyway, Mike, what was the gayest moment of your week? Slowly, <laughs> I'm just gonna insert this foot right in- into my mouth. Um, please do tell me about the gayest moment of your week. Um,
0: well, it dawned on me while I was watching myself cry in the mirror.
1: Oh um- Jesus Christ! <laughs> You're 30, so um, <laughs> wait, why were you crying?
0: Ugh, no good reason. Just. <laughs> lots of things that I just have no interest in getting (laughs) into here, and I promise none of you do either. It's not Uh, a fun, upbeat conversation for the podcast. Weird. No, I just realized Cher eventually has to die. Oh, fuck (laughs) off. Just got to me. First of all, no, she doesn't. I know, that's true. (laughs) Cher and cockroaches. Um, Anyway, as I'm doing it, I realized my aunt said this to my mom when I was little, and it has always remained true. I was, like, crying when I was little, looking in a mirror, and she's like, God, Rose, your children love to watch themselves cry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Wait, what? That's like a familial trait that you
1: guys love to watch yourselves I cry?
0: We're probably all just equally vain. I don't know. I must there's something really beautiful about me when I'm
1: crying. Oh my god. <laughs> so you like I need to understand this because I've never even felt compelled to look at myself while crying.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at myself 80% of the time anyway. So it's just going to happen that while I'm crying, sometimes I'm going to see myself. And maybe I'm like shocked at at having feeling. I don't know what it is, but I do tend to look at myself in the mirror when I'm crying. Shocked
1: at having feeling. Wait, so why is that the gayest moment of your week? Okay. So, I mean, need I explain anymore? I'm
0: watching myself cry in the mirror at 30 years old. My vain son of a bitch. Anyway. (laughs) Vain,
1: not gay, but sorry. I'm, I'm negating you <laughs> no but is the opposite of yes and
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no but
0: <laughs> no uh, it also brought me back to around the same time as i was watching myself cry in the mirror i had seen um michaela who we said was anita in the west side story i saw her do this production and i saw one character was just doing this like over dramatic piss poor acting the rest of it was great was he was- a child he wasn't a child though they are known to be terrible actors (laughs) deep cut uh he he was just really bastardizing a pretty serious moment and it reminded me of my own time in west side story i was playing chino in high school and uh at the end chino gets arrested and taken off stage and i was like you know what i'm gonna cry and i'm gonna let everyone see it and i as i'm being pulled off stage it's the last thing literally dragged off I turned my head out to show a single tear dropping down to be like look what I can do.
1: Did it work? Was it impactful? Did it work?
0: No, I was look like a fucking idiot. <laughs> like why is he looking out at us crying? Just get off stage.
1: Christ. Just breaking the fourth wall like oh watch my. watch the tears fall off my face. Were were there tears coming out of your eyes?
0: There was a single tear and I was very proud of that. I'm a very good actor. <laughs> uh surprise i'm
1: not <laughs> of course you are so good that you have a callback this afternoon oh
0: god don't you okay so sorry that's my gayest moment of the week never have i felt gayer than seeing this callback breakdown um so they give me a song which i kind of enjoy i'm like oh this will be great I'm well feeling... tell us
1: tell us about the audition first it went well obviously yeah
0: it went fine actually it was one of those ones
1: that i was like
0: i didn't think it was I didn't perform super well, but like the team behind the table was really lovely, and it was generally a good experience despite my lack of performance. Um, so I got a call back anyway, and uh, when I'm looking at the material, it's a new musical, and I was like, "This is um, this is gonna be good. This is gonna be fine." And then I read further, and it says, "After you do these, we're gonna have you do a little um, dance combo because there's this character has a heavy dance requirement." I was like, mm, "Good, good, good." So that's gonna be great for me. I don't know if we remember. Don't dance and then i read further and it describes his character as a super macho dancer i'm like oh perfect Nailed so it. like
1: crumping crumping mm-hmm. it's a it's a very aggressive style of hip-hop dance as oh uh, yes popular. ellen
0: does it with uh didn't ellen crump on did
1: she i think she did <laughs> all on... i can think of so is so you think you can dance there's yeah. like a lot of crumping and routines. she's like friends with
0: twitch who was the crumper right
1: <laughs> Say crump one more time. Crump, 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 crump.
0: <laughs> anyway, I'm uh, going out for a macho dancer, which is just just not fair on, on any account.
1: Uh, it reminds me of when we were at Disney, and we were coming down the escalator to meet Mike, and he saw us. And he, there's like this plaza full of people getting ready to get on uh, trams from the parking lot. And he starts going into a full routine, <laughs> <laughs> just like Beauty and the Beast style. Just like yeah, i think this is playing uh, you were like you were bell dancing with a <laughs> with a uh, an invisible beast you were kicking your face you were just dancing around i was thinking up oh, there's there's my butch friend <laughs> there's my butch dancer yeah,
0: at least a hundred people saw that i don't know is that a dramatization a lot of no dozens, oh my dozens. God.
1: more than a hundred it was a full God. plaza and you just uh if if the people remember you were not afraid to embarrass yourself for the enjoyment of your friends
0: <laughs> was it worth it
1: it was so worth it. Great. I'm glad you enjoyed. It's like that idiot is my idiot.
0: Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> that, that could have been a gayest moment too. My goodness. We are overwhelmed with gay moments. Yeah. You know yeah.
1: Or I think we're getting gayer with this podcast. <laughs> it's going
0: to be hard to measure that because you broke the gay barometer long ago. Oh, rude. Why is that rude? Uh, Enjoy your
1: gayness. Well, I don't know, but I feel like I could always be gayer. That's true. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you take that away from me? <laughs> Dream big. You can do it. Dream big, bitch. That's the motto. Mm-hmm. Um, Before we get into the journal, I should say that we've had a few people that have, uh, of their own accord, sent us their gayest moment of the week, which <laughs> is really fun. So, um, uh, you know, just want to put it out there that if, if people have a super gay moment that they want to share with us, let us know. We might include it in listener mail. It's a fun, it's a fun thing to know how you're out there spreading your LGBTQIA plus joy.
0: <laughs> this might be um, controversial to say, but I would... Even accept the gayest moments from straight people, or oh, no, yeah. oh, I, I would love
1: to know straight people's yeah, gayest moment can, of the week.
0: There's times when you're super gay, regardless of your sexuality. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Oh,
1: of course, it does. Yeah, it's a
0: cultural thing. It's my lifestyle.
1: So <laughs> grab a Republican talking point. <laughs> I'm a, a a cultural gay. <laughs> I am just I don't practice, but it's just like I was raised with it. You I was know? raised gay? <laughs> I'm a non-practicing homosexual.
0: I actually am a non-practicing <laughs> homosexual. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's true. You're only gay by... Uh, Cu- lifestyle? By, Culture?
0: I by, hate... God, the term lifestyle and gay has always run me the wrong way.
1: That, well, you did choose this life for yourself. It's true. So. I'm just culturally gay is what I'm saying.
0: Anyway, you got something gay? Send it our way. <laughs> We're here all day. Ready
1: to play. Uh, Shantae, you stay. Hey, girl. Hey. What was I going to say? Chez coulée? <laughs> <laughs> she can slay
0: slay all day
1: huh sorry for the delay oh, okay, oh, yeah. That's over. <laughs> oh anyway and- while
0: you're sending us your gayest shit <laughs> maybe consider rating and reviewing on itunes and subscribing and all that good stuff and sharing us with your friends thanks journal time Journal time. Twenty fourteen, here we come. They, oh, the Fuck off.
1: <laughs> Flipping this book over and starting at the beginning again. How does that make you feel?
0: I don't remember
1: what <laughs> actually nervous again. I'm like, oh god, we made oh, really? it for a year, yeah. like pretty fine. What up, what are you gonna read here? <laughs> well, the first page of the journal says user's guide. Sometimes the idea of writing a journal every day can be daunting. Uh But what about if you were prompted to write just one thought a day? I don't love that. This journal needs a copy editor. This is fun. Sorry.
0: Should I grab the phone book?
1: (laughs) Phone book. That's dated. The phone book. Oh, look. January 1st, 2014. Back to the start! Exclamation point. Brunch at Manhattan Diner with Amy and Gabriella. He loves a brunch on New Year's Day, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yes, she does. <laughs> then to Reed's on East End. Who? Oh, Reed's. Yeah, right. Tara Reed. Um, met Aaron for Chinese. Um, oh, good. Then had the, like oh, what? No, sorry. Then you went to you had the best hot chocolate at Max Brenner. Oh, nice. The place is so good.
0: Um, I love that I'm. Starting the art outright with Chinese again. I wonder if I'm going to do like a real heavy Chinese binge like last year. Maybe.
1: Um. I, I'm having a really hard time reading this journal because now I'm not on the first entry anymore. So I don't know where to oh. look. <laughs> oh, yeah. Careful. What if you you could easily jump years now? I'm going to try not to. Um, January 2nd, you took the Greyhound home. So home is back to upstate. Didn't I take a Greyhound last year at this time? Oh, my God. Actually, really good call because January... We get to do this new thing where I can just glance up the page to see what you're doing last... Yes, January 2nd, you took a Greyhound to Philly hmm. last year, and this year, you're going a Greyhound home. Lots Great. of time on buses. Grey fucking hound. Grey fucking hound. Um, Snowstorm. Dilemma. Oh, I think that's what that says. Yep. Spelled wrong, but that's fine. Dilemma <sighs> overtaking Tin Man. Huh? Oh. At AFT. Oh, Wizard okay. Wizard for three hundred and fifty dollars yikes
0: i did a um like a children's theater tour a few years before this journal started it was a fun t- way to see the country uh but it is paid pennies and was challenging um and i basically wasn't
1: an, it in like a van yeah like okay a, yeah one of those like a van the, tour where you like you put up, you the, put set, up the set yeah. and, like in and, like a i'm imagining like an elementary school gymnasium or cafetorium we
0: We played a bunch of theaters and like a gymnasium would have been better because it was this tiny little set which looked terrible on a big stage. Oh,
1: that's so sad. Yeah, I would have rather done a cafeteria. (laughs) It would have been a better venue. Um, Oh, you guys, the glamorous life of a just graduated actor. This uh, little kids tour I did
0: was before all of the things we've talked about in this podcast. um, And now I have an offer to do it again. And I think we had mentioned in the past episode, I was like, what am I going to do with my life? And so anything that comes my way, I'm like, should I? But, like, not every opportunity you're offered is one you want to take.
1: Well, you were back to getting counsel for these things, as we know you like to do, because you said, great itinerary, but I think no, Hannah said don't. So you asked your friend.
0: Yeah, and she is the... I always look up to her for her ability to say no, which is really hard for me. Um, even if there's no other options, if something is not what she wants, she's happy to say no.
1: She's one of those people that like she's only going to take it if it brings her to the next step. She's not going to take it for the taking it's sake.
0: She knows what is right or wrong for her for whatever reason, and she's very capable of letting people know that. Where, as we know, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> That's a valuable friend to have. Yeah. Good advice. For sure, and it's led her well, and I try i aspire to be that way
1: so january 3rd you're in albany you wrote really small a lot happened on this day and i'm actually kind of curious because i see a word that jumps off the page to me you woke up late you cleaned out bedroom drawers sad to throw old letters and cards out should have saved more mm. so was this part of the like you've mentioned before that you have nothing left at your parents house Was this part of that
0: it is um i i I had a ton of cards and letters saved um, from like friends at the end of uh, summer camp and theater and all that kind of stuff. And I read, I gave them all like a read before I tossed them and I did get rid of them, which is really sad. But I'm also like, I don't know. They brought me joy again one more time and then I had to say goodbye. Yeah. What would you do with all that shit if you had it today? Nothing, right? I enjoyed that moment one more time and that Mm -hmm. was it. And I think it's something as difficult as that is to do. It's nice to like cut nostalgia at a point. Yeah. Like, I can't swim in that if I want to live my current life. You yeah. Know?
1: Totally agree with you on that. I am not big on saving shit, uh, y- you know, even really nostalgic shit. You like, didn't even save your damn leftovers. I get so mad at you. <laughs> you done? Just throws a huge plate of food in the garbage. Only if I know that I'm not going to be home like for the next couple nights and I won't eat it for sure. Um, but you will keep stuff and force yourself to eat it for the sake of not wasting food. <laughs> you will binge eat just so you don't waste <laughs> no, food. No, I only, I keep, I mean,
0: I I only will eat it again if I enjoyed it the first time, but I, I always
1: I usually enjoy food. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy it too, but it's like I'm not home for a lot of meals and stuff. Like, uh, for, like during the week, a lot of the time I'm meeting Peter for dinner or something after work. So if I know I'm not going to be home in the next couple nights, I'm definitely not eating leftovers if the next dinner I'm going to be home for is three nights from now.
0: Okay, but sometimes like... I will eat Chinese food two days afterward with Oh, you.
1: oh no, 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 absolutely not. If not, it's in the fridge immediately after you have done. No, absolutely not. I do not like uh, takeout food reheated. I hate soggy fried food reheated. It's just never, and I always get fried food from Chinese. <laughs> it's always fried chicken in some sauce, and that reheated chicken to, to China. is close. The Chinese chicken,
0: they grab a drumstick and a brain stuffed chicken.
1: Watch next files with no lights on. Don on the Amazon. I hope the smoking man's in this one, like Harrison Ford. I'm getting, getting frantic. Tan- like Sting, I'm tantric. Lex- like sneakers, guaranteed to satisfy.
0: the like Kurosawa, I made mad films. K, okay, okay, I don't, don't make, films. make films. But if, if I, I did, they'd have I'm a samurai, gonna you know, make 'em break and take a fake. I would like a stinking, they can shake. a like vanilla, at the finest of the. Flavor. You got this. You see the show, then you know the vertigo is gonna go, cause it's, so dangerous. Like it's not a dangerous. Lights on a waver. Getting a bit of oh, our. We're done.
1: done. <laughs> 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 wow. Uh, uh, can I tell you a really quick story about that? I ask like I'm not going to anyway. Yeah, um, so I went one time to um, to a music store, and this was probably late '90s, very early 2000s when I was young, and like was, a CD store. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, it was a CD store, <laughs> um, and yeah, it, like a like a Sam Goody or something, you know. And I was uh,
0: coconut strawberries. Huh. Those were my music stores. Coconut and strawberries. Coconuts. S- coconuts was once strawberries. I don't know huh. it was a music store. They, used, I remember like I used to get gift cards for that for like Christmas and birthdays and things, but it was um, always coins. It wasn't it was before like gift cards. Like that's how long ago it was. Oh, like
1: the tokens. Yeah. Okay, that's really funny. Um, yeah. No, we so ours was Sam Goody, but um, anyway, we went one time and my mom said I could. I think it was after Christmas actually, and I had a little bit of money, like Christmas money to spend, and I wanted to buy two CDs, and I wanted to buy Bare Naked Ladies, and I wanted to buy Smash Mouth.
0: Smash Mouth, you Beautiful. know what? Those
1: two are those like go together. They do go together. Um, and I, I mean, I was like a probably a twelve year old kid. Like they, you know, music taste wasn't awesome. So anyway, bare naked hey, ladies, bare naked ladies got some good shit. They do. Smash Mouth, not so much. No. Um, but the Smash Mouth album was called. The title was called Fushu Mang, and I think it's like a. Maybe like a take on Fuck You, Man or something. But my, and even if it's not, that's what my parents took it as. And mm. they made me return that CD. But they let me keep Bare Naked Ladies, which seems off-brand for them. Oh, it's called Bare Naked Ladies. I know. It's <laughs> They're uh, called. I, I remember that CD. I listened to it until it probably fell apart. I loved that CD so much.
0: I don't know if I've brought this up on here before. My very first CD purchase. Do you know what it was? I know what mine was. I don't know what yours was. Mine was Oops, I Did It Again. <laughs> Gay, <laughs> right? And I was so harassed for that by my siblings that the my immediate next purchase was the Eminem show.
1: Oh my god! Yeah, you really overcorrected. I, I really did. Uh, my very Both first. Both were pretty good albums. <laughs> the first CD I got for uh, that I ever owned, I got for a gift. I think it was my tenth birthday, and it was Natalie Imbruglia's Torn.
0: That's awesome! I, I'm thrilled so, about that.
1: So gay, <laughs> um, but. <laughs> the first ones that i bought again i think birthday money um maybe that very same year but after i had gotten torn when i was starting to build my cd sorry, collection sorry after you had gotten torn yeah after i had gotten torn by the farm boy it must have been when i was 11 cuz i know it was 19 <gasps> 90- stop it no not that <laughs> i'm not i'm not just i'm completely ignoring <laughs> no so i think it was that very same year it must have been 1997 because i remember very specifically i my parents took me to best buy and i bought the titanic soundtrack and the top gun soundtrack oh and I loved those CDs with all of my heart. They were my prized possessions for probably way too long.
0: The only like soundtrack other than musical theater that I loved was the Garden State one. Do you remember that? Ew. Yeah, it was a little emo for me. But it was like, it hit me at the exact right time. I was like sure. ninth grade. Maybe it was exactly when I needed to hear that. I burned yeah. that CD out. <laughs> I like listened to it in my Discman on the bus.
1: Discman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to get that um, that shock protection. Like 16 second shock protection. Oh, remember yeah. That? <laughs> and I had one of those like accordion style CD holders. Yes, boo. Imagine,
0: you had to bring your CDs with you. I brought mm-hmm. like 20 CDs to school every day. Mm-hmm. That's insane.
1: I had two big binders full of CDs in my early 20s and my car got broken into and they fucking took my CDs, like all my burned CDs. <laughs> kind of sad to this day that I can't go back and listen to the, all the mixes Aww. I made in high school.
0: <laughs> Try, none of those burned CDs would work nowadays, I promise. Oh,
1: you're right. Also, talk about nostalgia. I would have thrown them out in the move long ago, I promise.
0: This is the shit we got to get rid of. Anyway.
1: Back to January 3rd where you're throwing away shit. Um, Nice bringing it back. Um, So here's the part that I'm interested in. Went to Fridays with DLC. Who's that? Uh,
0: It's a nickname for a a friend of mine who I did a bunch of shows with and then also worked in Korea.
1: I know. Because... Went to Fridays with DLC and caught up. Made me laugh so hard. Glad I didn't go to Korea. He said it was rough.
0: <laughs> a year later. A year
1: later. Okay, who is this person? Say oh, the yeah, name. that's about when I would have come back. Say the name. Um. Oh,
0: I know who that person is. This is the kind of guy that literally every time I hang out with is side-splitting laughter. He is so fucking funny and just such a good dude. I actually talked to him pretty recently. He called about this podcast.
1: Oh, no kidding? And Does I- he listen?
0: Yeah, uh, and I had, hey DLC, what's up? <laughs> um, and I hadn't heard from him in a while, but like, I saw he was calling, which is a rare thing nowadays, and he's the kind of call you do not turn down. So yeah. I picked it up. And oh, was that's like,
1: sweet. Yeah, he's lovely. Um, I'm sad that he didn't have a good experience in Korea. It was such a very specific experience. I think people either loved it for what it was or hated it.
0: It also had a lot to do with the people he was with, and you had a great group, and I think he didn't have, he had a not so great group, so. Super fair.
1: Um, packed until 4.15.
0: Where were you going? I have no idea. It's just 4.15. I'm, I'm a, surely that meant AM because I wouldn't write
1: 4.15 in the afternoon because it's pretty <laughs> unspectacular. Packed until 4.15 in the afternoon and then, then went on a, with my life. Then had an early bird special at Sizzler. Uh, well, then it must have been 4.15 because the next day overslept. <laughs> Love to do that. You overslept on a moving day. That is such a dick move. <laughs> Who, what? Uh. Vanessa was in your driveway when you woke up and then oh. you moved to Philly. <laughs> That is a dick move. I'm sorry, Vanessa. Uh, You like to oversleep on moving days and travel days. (laughs) uh, I'm apprehensive. My body's like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) Um, You hung out with Rachel, got Chinese, and napped. I got
0: Chinese again. This is what day? The third? Uh, The fourth.
1: The fourth. So I've had Chinese uh, 50% of the year so far. (laughs) See if we can keep that going. Uh, Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. What? Oh, no. Oh, this really, really, really tickles me. Hold on left this journal and sex toys in Tara's <gasps> drawer. <laughs> <laughs> and you, dro- you drew a little, like, Oscar the Grouch face, just like, squiggly mouth. <laughs>
0: Yikes. And my mother is a, like, chronic... Um, snooper? Snooper. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> so There is just no way she did not see it. No
1: way. Well, it says, hope mom doesn't read me. I- I'm really surprised that you're more concerned about your mom reading a year's worth of the journal while you're on the ship than you are about the fact that you also left sex toys in a drawer you don't say anything else about that
0: i'm sure i was equally concerned but it's a five-line journal <laughs> I, I, I bet the terror of that is is abundant enough with just the words on the page
1: oh it's so funny to me hey and, mom
0: go ahead and uh, send us some listener mail if you found those sex toys what sex toys are we talking about like a butt thing and a cock ring maybe butt thing like a dild (laughs) a dild like a vibrating dild okay actually
1: vibrator is what we usually call those i
0: still have that and i got that when i was in college that thing is over 10 years old
1: does it still work yeah still push the the
0: button the batteries are dead but okay got any double d's i could borrow
1: (laughs) double d's i think you mean d's (laughs) Nah, bitch i mean double d's (laughs) Nope. I still have it. Should I get rid of that? Is there like an expiration date on sex toys? This is not the first time you've asked me this. No. You've also it's asked not. if you need to get a new douche just because yours is old. If it still works, it's fine.
0: But it just, Don't like, give me that
1: look. I mean, <laughs> uh, how often do you want to reuse things that go in your butt? There's it's the bigger fine. Than... If it's made of like high quality silicone, you can wash it again and again and again. So Don't if it's be too hom- wasteful. If it's homemade? Oh, d- like pottery? <laughs>
0: I made both of these. <laughs> both the douche and the dildo.
1: <laughs> I just like the idea that you... <laughs> Made it out of ceramics and fired it in a kiln. <laughs> it's like it's like shitty elementary school pottery, <laughs> homemade. Yeah, if it's a porous surface, you need to get rid of that. Yikes! January fifth. Oh, what? That reminds me.
0: This is not the first time I have left sex toys in a precarious place. Uh, <laughs> do tell. <laughs> no, it's douche tell. <laughs> Shaking my head at my own stupid joke. Um, when I was moving out of my college house, uh, I had a couple great roommates. And I think, I don't know how it happened. I think my mom was going to come see my place or whatever. And like I said, she's a snooper. I didn't want anything in there she could find. So earlier in the year with Vanessa and another couple of our friends, we went to the sex shop in our college town. And I got, this was my first um, butt toy. And I... Overestimated. I was like, "Well, I might as well go big or go home, right?" Overestimated
1: not... your capacity. Yeah, it was
0: <laughs> like far too big. I was like, "Well, I don't, I don't waste money on the little one. Just go right for it, you know." <gasps> oh God, how big is this dildo? It it was, it was huge. Wait, way, way too big. I don't know the specs, but <laughs> quite, quite large. The specs. Okay, remember... so are we
1: talking like uh, like bigger than anything you've ever put in your butt before? Yep. Okay. Yeah. And did you try? Did you give it the old college try? If you will? <laughs> uh-huh um <laughs> how far did you get
0: not very um i that was the first time i experienced that um you know the pain
1: oh yeah I, yeah like, yeah do you just like <laughs> shove it right up there and then yeah i like i oh, think i on.
0: like lublessly tried to just like shove it in hashtag lubelessly <laughs> <laughs> i just tried and that's why i'm such a proponent for Preparing, doing uh, things better nowadays. Oh, I learned the hard way. God. You can't do that. Um, it, I tried, and it was agonizing. And I swiftly stopped and ne- literally never used it again. But it was just sitting in my room. And my mom was coming. I was like, well, I can't have this here. And <laughs> She's going to think my asshole's huge. <laughs> <laughs> so I put it in my roommate's room with her permission. She let me do that. She was like, yeah, whatever. Forgot about it moved out at the end of the year and then when she's going to move out i'm pretty sure she sent me a picture and was like thank you forgot something I, like, I think her mom found it so oh my she- god no <laughs> worst case scenario i'm pretty sure it's fine i think she just threw me right under the bus and was like nope this is my roommate <laughs> but i guess it'd be pretty difficult to explain anyway why that's in her room
1: you remember my super gay roommate with the big butthole it was <laughs> i don't know but i need to stop leaving my sex toys around Yeah, twice, twice. You should learn that lesson exactly one time.
0: Yeah, that tilde was so big.
1: I'm just ruminating on that. (laughs) I was with a friend who was like, just
0: go for it. That's not a good
1: friend. (laughs) I love the idea that you left your most personal possessions in a drawer for your mother to find. Well done.
0: It's saying something that the journal and the sex stories were all lumped in the same group. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Equally as intimate. (laughs)
1: On January 5th. 2014, recorded sides for another theater, and you got tickets for Oh Honey for Thursday with Aaron.
0: Oh Honey. honey. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh Honey is uh, a band. Who, they had like one uh, pretty big hit. It was on all the TV shows and commercials. Um, oh. I think you'd remember it if you heard it. Oh.
1: I have never heard that song in my goddamn life. Oh, well. Doesn't
0: discredit their success. <laughs> anyway, <All> she... Right. <laughs> <laughs> I went to high school with this woman. She, Wait, uh, the woman in the band? Yeah. Went to go see them in New York with our friend Aaron. Okay. And they opened up for this band that I then became obsessed with, the Mr. Wives. This woman's got this just sick, unique voice, and it kind of started to define my uh, Philadelphia time. You know how okay. people like listen to an album? Yes. In a, yeah,
1: in a time period, it kind of... Yes. It just brings you back there. Uh, okay. January 6th, you applied at Starbucks and Twisted Tail. Don't want to commit, but need a job. What is Twisted Tail? Uh,
0: there were just a couple cool bars in th- my neighborhood. A-, a couple Twisted Tails? No, or- there was, you said two different places, right? Yeah.
1: The first one was Starbucks. Are you calling Starbucks a cool bar? <laughs> this is like <laughs> Chic
0: New Cafe, Sabu. <laughs> um, uh huh. It was, I don't know, the bars around. I was looking desperately for a job. Because it's, I guess, not desperately. It's easy to find a, to look for a job when you have money to sit on. It's hard when you <laughs> need a paycheck now. Yes. Um, but I don't think I actually ever had to get one in Philly. I ended up getting um, shows for my whole time there, which oh, was fabulous, amazing. Yeah.
1: Um, you bought a dresser and took a nightstand at the Philly Philly thrift. That
0: dresser made it all the way to New York and only recently got tossed oh, last really? January. <laughs> yeah. It was a dollar. No shit. And I pride myself on i lived up this super steep staircase it was the kind of apartment where you open it up on the inside there's, there's two two apartments but there's no like landing uh-huh so both doors are just kind of off the stairs and i don't know how it was like a baby saving her child from a, a car you know the adrenaline thing <laughs> a
1: baby saving her child
0: <laughs> uh-huh i'm familiar it was like you know when mothers get the adrenaline to I don't know what the fuck I'm saying.
1: But when a mom lifts a car off a baby, is that what you're saying?
0: Does that ever ha- has a mother lifted a car off a baby and the baby survived?
1: <laughs> <laughs> why is there a car and a baby?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, why is there a thing? Well, get your baby away from that upside down car, right? That's, that's your fault. <laughs> Put your baby in weird places. I'm I'm pretty sure there have been like super mom moments. Might just be urban legend, but
0: well, I was having a super mom moment for myself with um, your my one dollar dresser. dresser? <laughs> it was a quality. Best shit was like heavy ass oak, and I shoved it up these stairs by myself no landing and like had to the hard part is getting the key open to the door where Uh you you can't put the dresser
1: down you could have fucking killed myself you also could have gone walked ahead unlocked the door and opened it and then brought the dresser up
0: not a planner not a planner okay
1: (laughs) well that is clear um you love your neighborhood I did love that neighborhood. You had drinks with uh, our friend Chris that we both worked for, worked with. <laughs> worked for? <laughs> he's <laughs> a miserable boss. <laughs> worked with at that theme park. Oh, well, he's lovely. He is. He also
0: worked uh, at the cruise company I worked for, but we never worked together there.
1: Oh. Uh, God, you're back on a fucking bus on the 7th. You took a mega bus to NYC. Are you glad you're past that part in your life where you're taking buses between East Coast cities? Well, I'm That's going like to New York m-
0: this week, and I'm sure I'm going to take a bus. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Never mind. Sorry, that was a little salt in the wound. Didn't mean to.
0: But you know what? Maybe I'll take the train. The problem is, the bus is like ten dollars, and the train's like seventy-five. Oh no shit! Yeah, it's wow. ridiculous.
1: That's so expensive for a train. I know it's it is absurd, but it's very comfortable. Okay, and the train's lovely. Um, mega bus to NYC. Aaron's ap- apartment in Greenpoint. I've been to that apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 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 freezing out. You went to Jimmy's in mm-hmm. Greenpoint for amazing fried chicken and waffles and tater heaven. <sighs>
0: tater heaven (laughs) but i wonder how i'm doing with the gym
1: (laughs) (laughs) haven't mentioned it once this year Hmm. zero percent gym time this year 100 percent fried food (laughs) classic oh this is the night you saw oh honey and mr wives yeah and you loved the mr wives
0: i sure did i got really into that album um i it's a weird thing but i like missed the cold a little you saying it was so cold that like that frigid where your nose is a little bit numb and your cheeks are red and you see your breath and you're just trying to get inside. So like the actual moment of being freezing isn't pleasant, but the nostalgia of it is so sweet.
1: Um, Yes, I completely agree with the nostalgia part of it. Um, That's my favorite part about living in California is I call it winter on demand um, is we go up to like mammoth lakes, uh, you know, and, and get those like really, there's nothing like the coziness of winter. Like, For sure. You're outside cold, see your breath, whatever. It's also very peaceful, especially if it's snowy, like Mm. in a city when snow falls and the city feels peaceful for the first time in months, you know, everybody's inside. Yeah. It's, it's very, it's, it's cozy and lovely. Um, I, I get really nostalgic about, um I really love the UK in winter. It's usually not even mm, snowy, but mm-hmm. it's cold and yeah. rainy, and there's nothing like the Christmas coziness. markets,
0: mulled wine.
1: Yes, and the coziness of like an Irish or UK pub. Like, I love mm-hmm. that part of the world in cold weather. Aww. It's kind of a miserable time to visit if you want to be out and seeing nature, but God, it's g- gorgeous. It's perfect. It's but like it, they're made for that. Yeah,
0: I feel like that's, miserable time or not, that's the essence of the UK. I really yeah. feel like it's... And I, I kind of want that gray gloom
1: when I'm there. Uh, you know how the windows get all, uh, like, wet because of all the, like, condensation inside? Don't look at me
0: like that and say wet. <laughs>
1: wet? You know how they get all wet? Ew. <laughs> no, but you know how they get all condensation-y? Yeah. You know, because everyone's inside and just, like, I don't know, making it warm in there. I love that. It's wonderful.
0: Me too. I'm a little scared I'm going to miss winter this year, but
1: you know what? Is this your first? Oh, this is your first winter? No, you were here last winter.
0: I was, yeah, but I had December at home.
1: Okay. So... We'll just have to take lots of trips up to the snow. Sure. That's also best.
0: anyone not in LA is gonna smack me. Everyone's like, fuck you! The fourteen feet of snow and sloshing gray.
1: Yeah. Grass no, is
0: always greener, huh?
1: It it really is. And it's okay to miss that specific experience, but I don't I mean, for example, loved living in Chicago, love the coziness of a Chicago winter, hate the reality of six months of sloshing through rain and snow. Like it being Mm -hmm. wet and cold all the time. I I just want it a little bit. You know, I want it when I want it and I don't want it. That's Absolutely. why. That's why everyone moves to LA, and it's why it's so goddamn expensive to live here. Stop moving to Los Angeles, <laughs> people.
0: That's also why nostalgia is dangerous. I'm like, oh, I miss that. Mm-hmm. Nostalgia is wonderful for a very limited amount of things, but then I'm like, oh, you throw yourself back into those moments. Rarely are they nice. You yeah. delete all the neg- like the terrible parts. That's what's
1: gonna get you back on a cruise ship again and again and again. <laughs>
0: and it has yeah. <laughs> thrice, <laughs> thrice. That's why I keep a journal, and that's why I write these terrible, unnoyed comments. Remember these things. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: Okay, um, so on January 8th, you, um. God damn it, so much bussing back. Okay, tell me really quick. You're bussing back to Philly now. How long is this bus ride between New York and Philly? Flat two hours. Okay, that's actually not bad. It's very easy. Yeah. You know, I went to Philly so many years before I ever went to New York City and never, for some reason in my head, they're still very separate things, but they're so close. So, well, that's the whole East Coast. That's yeah. There's
0: so many cities all packed right next to each other.
1: Uh-huh. It, it still blows my mind having not grown up there. Um, okay, so you're back at Philly yet again. Um, oh, here's the day. I you, live there now.
0: So we'll be here this whole time.
1: Yeah, okay. Um, you like Philly, by the way, right? Love Philly. Okay. I need to spend more time there. The last time I was there, I was with my grandparents. And we did like Liberty Bell stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah.
0: I lived very close to that. It was like a five-minute walk.
1: Did you ever go to the King of Prussia Mall?
0: Uh, I don't know if I actually ever went,
1: but I sure drove by it. Okay. Um, also, there's intercourse pennsylvania That's and too bad. um i think like something called like it's like ecstasy or something like that so like you i remember being on the ecstasy highway and meth and heroin <laughs> <in> pennsylvania <laughs> there's definitely an intercourse and then either like ecstasy or like i don't know like one of these like something that could easily be orgasmic i was like these are very inappropriately <laughs> named cities <laughs> any who's um got dresser upstairs by myself See? Yeah. See? <laughs> so what did you do with the dresser in the days that you were gone? Did you just leave it on the street?
0: <laughs> huh? Oh, oh, Two yeah. Two days ago you right. bought
1: this dresser and today you're getting it upstairs by yourself. It was a thrift shop, so I like tagged it. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, you painted a bed frame. Um oh, fuck. What?
0: <laughs> I'm ashamed, but I have to admit something in a second, finish reading this. Oh, okay. About the bed
1: frame. Did you do a really bad job painting it?
0: Yeah, I, I I colored outside the
1: lines, I'm just all over the floor. Um, All right, I'll finish this entry, and then we're coming back to that. Uh, I looked for someone to hang out with. I get lonely really quickly.
0: Oh. Yeah. Well, I'm new there. It's okay. Yeah.
1: You're jealous of a lot of Facebook friends' success. Don't <laughs> Gross. be. Gross. God damn it, social media. Stupid.
0: But, um, you know what? It makes sense, though. I'm jobless in a new city, and it's just... Feels normal. I don't think it's I hope I don't dwell on that too much.
1: No, it's a vulnerable situation that you're in currently. Yeah. Um a lot of things are in transition and unknown. Um well you're dealing with it in a very healthy way because you bought wine and cheesesteak. Yeah. Um <laughs> ew. Um, and then you started Orange is the new black and you put it in quotes. It's like very formal. <laughs> <laughs> Orange? Oh, <wow. laughs> yeah, I have Yeah. I started this new show. <laughs> um probably came out while you're on a boat. That is
0: kind of fun. I like to look at the shows and movies I was watching as a way to feel that date to get thrown back.
1: Yeah. Um, and then, okay. Well, and then nothing I want to go, but what, what about painting a bed frame? It okay. seems pretty mundane.
0: So it's not the bed frame. It's what else was attached to the bed frame. Um, I was in deep denial for a good amount of time. That bed frame had bed bugs. <gasps> And oh, um, no, it's like the big
1: city shame. Yeah,
0: I, I've never spoken these words aloud because you're a leper. You can't have bedbugs. Nobody will like come near you.
1: No, you can't have bedbugs. You're not like you can't get a roommate. <laughs> no, I people don't want you to ride the subway. <laughs> I
0: denied it. I was like, so I kept seeing those. There's a telltale sign of bedbugs. It's three bites in a row, like three do they, explain. They, I've they never bite. had them because
1: I am like pretty clean. Fuck so. you.
0: They um, <laughs> they bite you like for some reason. If three bites is bed bugs, okay. So I had lots of little clusters of three bites. Oh no. Um, and I knew that, and I was like, this is normal. That's fine. Everyone gets the clusters of three bites. It's not bed bugs. I eventually threw out that bed frame and mattress, and I like fumigated the room and the apartment, and I uh. Like, did you have roommates? Um, I did. I had one roommate who did not get that bugs, was not affected, but I also
1: can't recall whether or
0: not I told her any of this was happening.
1: <laughs> oh my God, Mike. But th- I don't... That is, that is the scariest. <laughs> it when is. You, you don't know what's happening in your roommate's room. <laughs> I can just imagine you silently running around like... <laughs> <laughs> Silent <laughs> screaming, screams. <laughs> screaming into your pillow, coming away with three bites. <laughs> <I'm fine>. <laughs> <laughs> On my face. <laughs>
0: That's funny. Um. I, um... You know what? It's, it was probably better for both of us that we didn't talk about it because,
1: um, <laughs> you would have had to burn down the building.
0: <laughs> that and also, I don't know that I didn't get it from whoever was in that room last. So, yeah, we can just we dealt with it separately. That's right?
1: pretty impressive that you were able to like not let it invade the entire apartment.
0: I am shocked. I, so as soon as I threw it out into the fumigation, like that was I, my last bite was gone. It worked, and that I was very scared it wouldn't because usually it's an ongoing problem that does not. And without professional intervention.
1: I have a friend that, that we both know. She lived in New York City um, in uh, Battery Park, I think. And she had just the biggest horror story. It was a building problem. They were, like, going from building to building Ugh. and just, like, spreading like crazy. That's and, why they're
0: so dangerous. Yeah. It's so
1: easy. And so, and yeah, when everyone's living in really close proximity. And so they had to have their apartment treated, like, multiple times. They kept finding them. Um, they had, they were like the building was having to pay like two thousand dollars per unit to treat this uh, place, and they <sighs> were, you know, it's like really toxic too, so they're trying to do it like a non toxic way. She had to put all of her stuff, all of her belongings, outside in the sun in black trash bags. Because they were like the if you put them in the sun for X number of hours, they get hot enough that it kills any bed bugs and larva that's in there if you put it in a black trash bag. So she like had to put all of her clothes and everything, just like line it up oh. outside on their balcony and just hope the sun baked the the bugs out of them. How I fucking mean, gross is that? There's a very good reason why everyone is horrified of bed bugs. Can I tell you one more reason to be horrified why? that I heard on NPR just like last week? So there was this report on someone that was doing um, like genetic research on uh, modern day views on Darwinism. Anyway, that's not the point. They were talking about mating rituals and how some uh, some animals mate in really strange ways. And they mentioned looking at you. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> they they mentioned she's not going to get pregnant that way. <laughs> Wrong hole. Sorry. <laughs> they mentioned bed bugs and they both. Both the people were like, "Oh yeah, I mean, we don't even need to talk about bed bugs. I mean, if you if you don't know how bed bugs mate, just Google it. It's awful." And I was like,
0: "Oh no, what the fuck? Did you Google it?" Yeah. Oh, I don't want. Do I I want to know?
1: Yeah, for sure. (laughs) It is a process called traumatic insemination. Oh my, so rape? Uh, well, traumatic in that the male bed bug punches a hole in the abdomen of the female bed bug and inseminates her. So there's like not. I don't think the females even have a sex organ. It's literally just like <gasps> I'm gonna punch a hole with my bedbug dick and drop a load in you, and then you're gonna be pregnant. How fucking awful is that? Those you... evil little creatures. Uh,
0: no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why are you so speechless? I
0: nobody can see. It. My mouth <laughs> has been just ajar. I don't. I have got no words. That is so, so offensive. Uh, I know. Rip a hole. Does the female survive? She must because she gives birth. Oh my God. What's well, a. Like,
1: gives birth, is it lays praying, eggs.
0: Praying mantis that the female eats the male when they're done or. Eats the head off, yeah. Mm-hmm. And black widows. They kill oh, their mates. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Wow, that is so terrifying.
1: Super dark. And I know. And they were doing
0: that right on my face. R- Ew. <laughs> <laughs> you were sharing a bed with those monsters. Oh my God. Yeah, I am really lucky that it was um, a swift cleansing. <laughs>
1: that is one of mike's uh, rules i think have we talked about the suitcase on the bed before on this podcast At length, yeah. At length. well you once told me that it's another it's a way to uh, avoid bed bugs. bugs
0: yeah so fun so um so
1: fun living in cities
0: is the best why don't more people do it it is it's just you know there's uh, pros and cons to everything um if anyone has a bed bug story they Ooh. want to share with us uh, if it's happened to you just give me, give us a shout cuz i need to know that i'm not the only fucking of course you're not leper here.
1: it's an epidemic All right, well, I think traumatic insemination is probably enough for today. Stop it. I don't want
0: to hear traumatic insemination uh, ever again. You said it. I did say it. Episode
1: (laughs) title. Absolutely not. Can you imagine? We'd be flagged so quick. We would be flagged so quick. You're completely right. All right, well, for this and other (laughs) entomology-related factoids, please tune in next week to my best friend's journal. Man, we really entered 2014 with a bang. Ooh, a bed bang. Oh. Oh, do you think you'll have sex at all this year? 2014 or 2019 <laughs> 2019 no um
0: <laughs> i really am thinking hard i'm like i don't know i don't know whether or not i did that's too bad in my 20s i should be able to confidently say surely i, I bet
1: i bet you did we'll come upon it soon i'm i'm fairly certain
0: i'm not as certain but i i appreciate that from you thank you
1: you're welcome <laughs> we'll see all right well um until next week If you would like more of my best friend's journal, please uh, follow us on all the social media at MBFJ podcast or send us a send us an email. As we mentioned earlier, you can send us the gayest moment of your week. Mm -hmm. You can send us a bed bug story. You can tell us, I mean, really anything. We're interested to hear from you.
0: uh, Avoid the words traumatic insemination, please.
1: Thanks. Uh, Do we have any listener mail to share? After episode 19, which aired a few weeks ago, we did hear from a lot of people. They really appreciated the fact that we were um, a little bit more vulnerable and heartfelt than uh than we are often it was a little less uh journal content and sex jokes and a little bit more talking about our pasts and and my relationship with my family and all that kind of stuff and you know uh we have really enjoyed the evolution of this podcast about getting to talk more about ourselves you know and using the journal as a way to to kind of relate to other life experiences and stuff and, and we're glad that everyone else is enjoying that too so i mean
0: it is all part of the story. The sex jokes included. Yes. Yeah. Humans have a wide
1: range. <laughs> and every week can't be uh, therapy time with Cam and Mike, but sometimes it's going to be, and it seems that, that people are here for it. So I really appreciate that. Thanks for all the encouragement, everyone. It means for, a lot.
0: Thanks for sticking around, regardless of what
1: kind of nonsense we spew. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Mike, until next time, always remember,
0: wherever you are going, don't leave your dildo behind.
1: <laughs> for your mom to find. Oh. It's just not kind. She'll lose her mind. Or perhaps go blind. You should be fine. One more thing to remind. No, no. it's over. Good find. Oh. <laughs>